Welcome to Queer, an LGBTQ live entertainment discussion podcast. I'm your host, Phil Villar, and always with me with such pleasure and joy is the Megan Wilson. Megan, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. How are you? All right. Day, let me check my stone carving. I lost track. Day, how many days left? Time is an illusion in covid quarantine it is infinite you know, days left to be honest it's infinite days left i know i've i've usually kind of been able to keep track of my shows um keep track of my days depending on what shows are on air because i'm like okay john oliver is on sunday so today's at least monday <laughs> turnips turnips run the household here turnips sells <laughs> for animal crossing so every sunday we know we have to go and purchase turnips there you go there you go you see we, we there, you see, time, time, time is not an illusion. After all, it's, 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 it's ingrained in our media and and turnips in our stalk market. <laughs> I still need to get into Animal Crossing. Well, I need to get a new Switch because uh, I was supposed to get into Animal Crossing, and then Jen stole my Animal Crossing and made her own island. And now I'm. She wants me now. She wants me to go back and. Um, and play a little bit because she's tired of um my, uh, a tent being in her island right now she doesn't she doesn't she's tired of the homeless man that's like living in the <laughs> that living in a an island topo chinko as as the island is formerly named um I understand. So. I, well i don't understand we've always had two switches in the house so each switch so we've each <laughs> been able to play very nicely without that but um i don't ima- i can't imagine like how to share that because like my wife has been completely like ingrained in it i think last like two weeks ago it was 700 hours put into animal crossing that's quite a bit that's that's impressive yeah i don't know if i could have an awesome island her island is amazing and she's in the middle of redoing it now to look more because her island's name is mordor so she's in the uh-huh. middle of redoing it to make it more Lord of the Rings themed. <laughs> there you go. There you go. How was that? Did she did she uh, participate in the fishing tournament this Saturday? Yeah, she did. Um, and it she I think she only participates like till she gets the points enough to get mm-hmm. the gold. Um, but she might have continued a little bit more to get some um, to get the money, also for selling the fish. But that's I mean, fantastic. She won. So, or she, yeah. she got her points. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, God, my God, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I finished Pokemon, so I got, so I have, I need to get Breath of the Wild now to uh, continue my my Switch kick, but I, I can't invest too much because then Jen takes it away, so she can. She has like she even made herself her own uh, what's it called um, Twitter account for her Animal Crossing, so I did she that. can. Yeah, no, I I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to clutter up my real Twitter account with all the pictures, so I just did my Twitter what's your, what's account. Your, what's your Twitter handle? What's your Twitter handle for Animal Crossing? I, I think, think it's just uh, Megan Switch. Like, I think so <laughs> because it was it's just so I can share my stuff and get it easily off of the Switch. Also, soft plug. Follow Megan Switch for all, for all your it's, turnip needs. It's very dead. I think the last time <laughs> I was on was like three months, two months ago, or last month. Whenever the wedding stuff was on Animal Crossing. I think that was last month. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. You you uh you redid your wedding in Animal Crossing. Super hella Katie cute. Katie did it. I did not. I did not spend the time. <laughs> let's let's be real here. 
Um, there was a bunch of other stuff that I thought was I just didn't want to do. I was already burned out out of Animal Crossing by the time that <laughs> that happened. That's valid. That's valid. So uh, we could definitely keep on talking about Animal Crossing, but this is a theater live entertainment podcast. So let's talk about that. Um, so today's episode, we're gonna do a, a little bit of a continuation on uh, on survival. Uh, you know, if you listen to our last episode, we talked about how you know the the um, implication and sometimes even the demonization of. Uh, you know, getting a, a a job that's not in live entertainment, and how it's you know sometimes even frowned upon. They're like, "How dare you?" You know, like work at Starbucks to try to make ends meet. You know, who do you think you are? You know, um, don't know why that exists, but we tackled on that. And um, you know, and this is uh, considering that um, Congress still has not done anything about the uh, ex- extending the COVID unemployment checks um it looks like we're about to lose it so these you know those bonus unemployment checks are going to go away and um we're going to need survival gigs now more than ever and um that's kind of what we want to talk about we want to talk about today we want to spend a little bit of time on looking into the future what is our future right now you know looking at um what what theater is you know, uh, people we say all the time, and it's always true, absolutely, that theater always ends up surviving. Theater, live entertainment always comes back up. Yeah, but um, what about the people? The people who are working right now, um, the young professionals who just graduated and they don't have any, you know, they literally have no experience working professionally, you know, and they're now in a one-year uh, hiatus, you know, at, at the same caliber as very seasoned and experienced um predecessors and the the big question is is that like when job starts coming back who who's going to be the one being taken care of first are they going to take are they going to honor the long standing relationships they've had with other, with their seasoned technicians and designers or for the sake of cutting costs bring in new blood and in hiring them at a much smaller and lower compensation and these are honest discussions that we're going to have and what what we what we think you know is the best course of action and what we think we as the industry need to do to prevent our skills and our ability you know to not be taken advantage of because we're not going to go back and you know, we should abolish this idea right now, but but we're not going to go back to the idea of oh, this theater is not making a lot of money, so I'm going to get paid an exposure. Exposure is not a real form of currency, and it never it's has not been. Now. <laughs> and um, so, talking about tech from afar, Megan, um, what do you got to talk about with us? Yeah, so like I kind of came up with the phrase like tech from afar is like you get your gear is all on location and you're not there basically. So like, um, so either you were, you were literally just able to be there to set up the gear or you literally dropped off a box and said, here, go set it up. It's all yours now. Um, and you have to walk through like someone who may not be experienced with the gear, like setting it up and stuff like that. 
Um, I just think that's going to be a lot more of what we see in, I know we talked about this more live events, but in like maybe some TV stuff and movie stuff where like on set, especially during COVID where in the U.S. at least it's still running rampant because no one will wear their masks. Um, we Put on your are, mask. Oh, I wish. Sorry. I wish it was that easy to say wear it and everyone just wears the mask. Um. Anyway, sorry. Tangent. Sorry. We are known for tangents, so it's, I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> but like, where that way you only you only have like so long in the place, or maybe it's like one crew member gets to actually be on site, and you don't get everyone on site. I think this is where a lot of like more commercial routes will go, meaning like TV, movies, stuff that's kind of like a one and one and done, like once you set it it's kind of done type deal and where you might just have to adjust some lighting or some sound levels here and there um if this is something that interests you i would highly recommend to start looking in figuring out how networking works like and i don't mean like hey i'm talking to this person type networking i mean like it networking type deal like ip addresses vpns and all that fun stuff um and if that doesn't interest you well, unfortunately, I think that's where a lot of our industry is heading. A lot of the gear is already network-based. I think it might be time to start start learning more IT work than, unfortunately, a lot of us have had to deal with in the past. Um, and then also start working on more communication and making sure you're able to communicate properly. Just, like, actually get your idea across clearly to other people. Um... And Phil, I th- I see. I know that you did a, like a green screen and like di- and you've talked about doing digital set elements before. Do you think that's going to yeah. play a fact a factor in like some of this like tech from afar ideas? Uh yeah, absolutely. I think um so what what Megan's talking about is that um last month I opened I, w- I was fortunate enough to uh, open a show still even with this current situation with uh, Theater Three here in Dallas, Texas, uh and um they decided to give all of us a shot by doing an entirely um, green screened um, pre-recorded performance and just with it, a single camera pointed directly um, at the actor behind a green uh, in front of a green screen and um, basically each actor you know, none of the actors are actually in the same room together they're all um, performing you know individually behind a green screen uh, on set on in the theater and then um, edit it all together to make it look like one composite show. Um, we had, you know, for the most part, a, a great success, you know, um, theater attendance, you know, we had a really high attendance. Um, some of the uh, kind of like the drawback that really hit was that um, being that it was uh, being viewed from home, uh, typically when you're watching a show, for example, and you're, you know, you're gonna see a show with another person or a significant other, you buy two tickets. But many times we, you know, we've realized um, even uh, when we kind of politely ask if you're going to have multiple people watch the show, buy additional tickets, a lot of times people just bought one ticket and just had a whole viewing party. Um, But, you know, that happens. That's the kind of like, you know, the price of doing live streaming pay-per-view kind of thing. But um, that being said, uh, it was was a huge learning experience, uh, especially for me. 
Uh, funny thing is, is that uh, before COVID happened, the beginning of my uh, spring semester, I wanted to take lighting for film and television. And my professors told me, no, that's ridiculous. Why on earth would you even do that? You'll, you, work, you work in theater. You'll never have to do that. Don't take it. It'll be a waste of three credits. God, that's, they were wrong. That's a funny like statement to hear, kind of, just because like occasionally, even in theater, like we just saw Ham- everyone, I'm guessing, just saw Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. A bunch of that lighting probably had to be remastered to actually look good for the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, and had to work. 100%. And I'm sure they brought in, like, some kind of film, like, programmer at the same time. And, but they still had to work hand-in-hand hand with the, like, with the, like, the theater crew there as well. Like, that's just yeah. a funny statement that, to to hear that someone's like, no, like, how dare you try to make your, your lighting skills better? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. You know what? It's, uh. My, my my graduate program was a uh, an interesting one <laughs> to say the least but um but i think uh, in regards to teching from afar um i think what we're going to see especially and this is just from my own experience that i've talked to with other um theaters and producers and artistic directors is that a lot of them right now are looking towards projections as a means of substituting physical set pieces now I don't think that's the right answer. I, I think that's um, kind of like saving pennies, wasting dollars, because um, we're gonna, you know, you'll, you'll we'll find obviously that tech is gonna be a much longer process when you're working in an all projection set, and your lighting designer has to be a lot more cognizant of that, and um, you know, it's, but it's a reality. A lot of um, producers and artistic directors probably think that's the best course of action be like we need to save costs we can't buy as much lumber as we used to or we can't spend as much money on carpenters wait a minute why why don't we just have our td that we have on salary you know make a you know ridiculously large white back flat and we'll hire a single projection designer to do all the set pieces and we'll just you know but ta-da we have a show um, Little do they know, projectors lo- also cost a lot of money to rent. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, you know, they cost just as much to rent them as it is to buy them most of the time. <laughs> so, um, you know, figure it out from there if it's really the best course. Um, I'm a projection designer and a lighting designer. So for me, like, I, I, def- I, I will definitely see the benefit of doing that. And I'll have no problem doing that. But um, it does, it will come with a, a lot of like, you know, me kind of hitting my head against the table and being like, nope, nope, we can't project a, a bench and them sitting on it and being surprised that the bench is also on their leg because they're in front of the projector. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Masking is going to be everyone's friend during all of this. Oh, I know. It's, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yay. But with uh kind of talking about that and preparing and the streaming and stuff like that um you brought it up earlier with hamilton um that was my first time that was my first time watching hamilton because <laughs> uh i could never afford actually seeing hamilton or the price ever. isn't that bad if you get them directly if you get the tickets directly from hamilton like i think where the price like skyrockets i mean it's the pr- same price as any broadway show that i've seen actually 
like mm-hmm. on because I saw it. In, uh, I was one of the lucky ones. I saw it in New York, and I've seen it in Austin. Um, yeah. But the New York price, man, I I bought those almost a year out. But that that was no different than buying tickets to Lion King or to Wicked that I've also seen up there. Like it's mm-hmm. all it was. But because I waited and didn't want to pay pay the scalper price. I think it was able to help my price, help the price stay like as a normal Broadway ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for sure. I just I could never afford a normal Broadway ticket that, even when I was living in New York. <laughs> that, that's also fair. They are quite expensive. I've only gone for vacation <laughs> and have yeah. only and had the intentions of going to see shows. So we say so. Either we saved up or they they were a gift to go see the Broadway shows. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And, um, yeah, I loved it. I, you know, I, I've always, you know, I've always loved, uh, Lynn Moreau, uh, Miranda's work, you know, in the Heights is awesome. And, uh, Hamilton was definitely no exception. Um, you know, I, I thought the lighting and the set pieces were awesome. Um, even the, uh, one of my favorite parts was actually the, uh, rewind cue because, uh, there was that sequence of, um, I guess like it was the zoom function of a moving light shooting downwards and it was just like the this um abstract construction gobo that was like shrinking continuously like a vortex in the rewind scene i was like that's so cool um but uh you know that hamilton being on disney plus really sparked a huge discussion um one of which is uh what the fuck we were able to do this the whole time where the hell is all the other goddamn shows and people are like oh you just need to go to broadway now and then you look at broadway now and they're like wow there's like barely any shows here and how much are they paying twenty dollars a month no thank you you know it's um yeah why isn't broadway shows streamable you know (laughs) yeah i mean that's definitely true i myself I don't know if I like movies being done like Hamilton was um, because I want to see the whole stage production at once. Like if I was sitting in the audience, like center, center, like and not zoom in, zoom out, because part of that rewind sequence that I noticed, we watched it like three times. So part of that rewind sequence that we know is there because we've seen it is that the whole set literally spins backwards at that entire time. But in the movie they like zoomed like you saw a glimpse of it but you missed every little thing happening at the exact same time because then they zoomed in to um angelica actually singing and it's like but 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 you're like the one cool but you're missing like the coolest part and how this all ties together where literally the whole stage is rewinding because it has that counter it has the clock i mean the two turntables and how they're spinning everything literally backwards in the same moment like yeah i I, you're absolutely right uh just a quick disclaimer um i know that uh broadway hd is not actually twenty dollars a month it's actually nine dollars a month and a hundred dollars a year so before anybody comes at me with being like it's not twenty dollars how dare you uh i was joking it's called me being uh extra it's it's not common it's not uncommon for me to do it just fyi (laughs) um but yeah i totally see your point because um but at the same time, we're also technical people. They're like, we need to see the set elements. How did it do that? You know, and like, you know, and, you know, how many times, you know, we, we say it all the time, but you know, like it's, it is about the actors, you know, and um, that was, um, uh, what's it called? Um, oh my God, what's her name? Angelica? Yes. Yeah, and Ange- that was Angelica. Angelica's yeah. huge solo. Like I totally get yeah. the focus on the actors. It's just like the rest of the 
scenic elements also do help that. Like, I wish there was an option yeah. you could go in and say, great, watch the watch from this specific camera only. Like, because you know they in, have, like, six cameras going at the same time. Oh, so yeah. So it's just 100%. like, here, let me watch from this camera that had Leslie Odom Jr., like, perfectly, like, in the middle of the stage. Like, that's the only camera I want to watch right now. I think there's right even now. some sports networks that have, like, smart channels that you can choose which camera to watch your game from. Like, that so would be perfect. Like, it, cool. it would be absolutely perfect. Let's have a producer cut that, you know, makes everyone look good. And then let's have, like, just the cut where it lets me just sit and act like I'm center, center on stage. But the one, th- well, there was one cool shot. I think it was in Yorktown. I don't know. I don't remember it exactly. But they did one, like, straight. And it's the only one that they ever did, like, straight from above on set. And it just looked, like, straight like literally a bird's eye view of the set and it just worked really well and i was like that was a shot that we could never see ever again if it hadn't been filmed like that and that was such a cool like imagery on the floor and stuff at the same time yeah for sure i think um i think you're right i think uh having a show like that that uh that you can you know uh, you could choose which one i think that'd be an awesome thing um but yeah like i think there's you know like I know, for example, that Broadway HD, and I, I, I mentioned them because they're the only ones I can think of off the top of my head that has these productions. Uh, because, like, they have, like, stuff like Kinky Boots. They have um, Phantom of the Opera, obviously, and a lot of the smaller shows like Tom Paine and Lucky Guy and stuff like that that were only, you know, limited performances. But, um, yeah, I, I would love to see more shows like that. And, you know, it's it's one of those weird situations where it's, like, uh, I'm surprised Hamilton was the one that was on it, that was on that list, because Disney kind of really dominates Broadway right now. Like, I'd love to, I would love to see a full production of, like, I've seen it already, but I'd love to see a production of Lion King uh, on Broadway, because it's one of, well, it's still one of my favorite shows, because I, I love the technical elements of it. Um, you know, Beauty and the Beast, till to this day, only like a handful of people actually know how that quick change actually existed. So like you know, from Beast turning back into a prince, so I would love to see you know, you know, seeing that and really observing that um, performance again. Uh, there's Frozen, obviously. Hell, I want to see SpongeBob the Musical. Like, let's do it. You know. <laughs> I feel like Hamilton probably is going to is pro- probably paved the way to make this a bit more possible in the future, mm-hmm. um, just because like it was a huge hit. But granted, it also had all of the force behind it from the tw- from whenever it rolled out in like 2015. Yeah, like it had that huge and like I've heard on other podcasts that aren't necessarily like theater based, but they're like, yeah, I bet a bunch of people are now turning it on and being like, what was this hype about? Like, I don't understand. Just like if I go watch oh, a sports, 100%. if I go watch a football game, I'm like, cool. I guess it's the Super Bowl. I don't understand. Yeah. Team sports, you know. I know how to. I know. I I know how to make really bad. Like I know how to make fun of another team, even though I know nothing about it. Like uh, my friend Kristen the other day actually came over, and um, Jen is a big Jets fan. Uh, don't know anything about the Jets, but I know that Kristen's a big like a big epic Saints fan, and uh, we have this um, Jets blanket. And she went to go grab it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a Jet blanket." And she was like, "Ew, that's disgusting." I'm like, "Be careful. It's a choking hazard." And she laughed. I don't know why it was funny. I just knew that by saying the Jets choke a lot and saying that the blanket and the merchandise is a choking hazard, it would be funny. That's the that's my only knowledge of it's it's sports. quite easy to make fun of a sports team. To be I honest. think so too. Yeah. yeah. 
I did get into 100%. hockey, so I can't make fun of hockey, but I can make fun oh, of the I, other sports. Oh, I love hockey too. So like, oh. yeah, uh, and I, I'm also a fan of soccer, but I, like, I only watch like the, the World Cup and maybe some Brazilian games when I have the ability to actually watch it. Um, but but yeah, so but like, I, I can never get into baseball. I'm sorry, America's pastime. It's, I, I was only into softball whenever I was playing softball in high school. I don't think I could actually sit through like a softball or baseball game and actually watch it like without being a little bit bored. It's a very yeah. slow moving game. It is. It is. I, I uh I got I got my acting teacher mad at me one time because why do people love baseball when all they're doing is running around in a diamond formation? And like he straight up yelled at me in front of my class, in front of the whole class, and be like, "You think that it's so easy to just you be able to hit a ball that's going over a hundred miles per hour?" And I'm like, "No," but at the same time, I'm not trained to do that. It's not my occupation. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. Um, but uh, but yeah. So sorry, tangent once yeah, more. Yeah, tangent uh-huh. sports. Whoever thought that would hey. be on this podcast? I know, right? um i think uh kind of going back into like what what shows we think would be a good you know what idea um i think wicked would actually be a pretty decent idea with how popular um, with how popular uh what's the other the thing where it came from um wizard of oz that's the show oh my goodness everyone's gonna like try to kill me Um, oh yeah (laughs) megan wilson at megan wilson attack uh at megan wilson for not knowing the wizard of oz i've actually never seen the movie so you can attack me as well. I've never seen The Wizard of Oz. Uh, it's such a good, it's a good classic movie. I won't say it's a good mm-hmm. movie. It's a good classic movie. I I don't doubt it. I just yeah. I you know I have no incentive to watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, it's you know it's it's past me. It's like it's like me the fact that I've never watched the Godfather trilogy. It's like it's 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 past me at this point. I haven't done I'm that impressed. either. Yeah, there's some things See. that I'm just like, and I'm done with. Like I don't need to know it. Yeah. Um, exactly. But I feel like with how popular Wizard of Oz is, I bet like Wicked could be one of those. You already said Lion King would also be a great one to do. But again, mm-hmm. I feel like Lion King is one of those that needs like the whole set just like out because there's so many different elements like involved. Like yeah. you have, I guess this whole thing is this whole part is going to be like spoilers, since how we've already like spoiled Hamilton. But the, the, like the, you have the Broadway show came out at like 1996, I think. So I, I mean, think you're fine. That's true. And ho- and hopefully most of us have seen have already seen the cartoon and or I actually haven't seen the live the live action I put live action in quotes for everyone who's listening um, version of Lion King which just had a bunch of animated animals also um, but th- yeah that's what I've been told I just haven't I mean that's what the commercials look like I just have actually haven't seen it um, but that also has a lot of like stage things that pop out or like the I mean, I guess the animals in the in the aisles don't really matter too much, but it is still part of what makes the experience the experience. So yeah, well, for sure, like especially that one part in the uh, the Broadway show version. Uh, spoiler alert! Um, is that um, the part where they grab all these small little pieces that are on a rod to form Mufasa, and that and that was their interpretation of the cloud scene, like. That was baller. That was awesome. But I think um, what I really hope with Hamilton kind of doing this and what Theater 3 down in Dallas did, um, I'm hoping that it could open up the possibility. And I think, I personally think it would be a a great idea um, if um, theaters held, you know, and I'm sure most of them do, they hold, you know, an old, an archive, their past performances. 
and that maybe you know with something like COVID, for example, you know that's a great opportunity to work amongst the um, the people who've worked in the production previously, just to be like, hey, due to COVID, um, go to theaterx.com and you can see one of our past performances once a month or something like that, right? And then you pay um, the designers and the playwrights and the people who are in the production, not the whole amount because, you know, like, you know, they, the show's already, but you can at least pay them some sort of fee being that the show's gonna be reproduced and be able to stream on television. Because then at least the theater can still accrue income to some degree. And that's still and that would trickle down. I can't believe I actually said trickle down. Trickle down economics doesn't work, people. I say that right now. That is my formal stance. Moving on. Um, the, the money would trickle down to the um, to the designers and the playwrights because all of us are hurting right now. And I think that if there was you know if um, if there was a way to kind of communicate with that with the playwrights guild and previous you know and other union and union uh, equity and uh, us and usa i think um you know that's that's a great benefit uh unfortunately though uh much like our current federal administration um nobody's thinking about these things they think that it's just gonna go disappear or whatever you know, because they, they're afraid to set precedents. I, I don't know. Either Exhibit A is excuses. I, I think it's more so people may, might not have thought of it, or they th they have thought of it, and it's just taking time to actually get implemented. Like, yeah. I don't think before this it's necessarily been thought of. I mean, relative streaming is relatively recent, considering how old theater goes back. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I think um, I think it's I think it's always been people have been saying to stream product because you know like mm -hmm. broadway hd has existed for years now like they you know they've implemented this yeah system before you know they have and it's just getting people to actually like do it but i wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it's one of the things that's currently being talked about and might be written into future contracts like with designers and directors and playwrights mm -hmm. and stuff because it's it's one of those things that people just need to be aware of and I feel like this is one of those times that can make people super aware of, like, how do we continue to get income if we can't do anything? Yeah. No, yeah, I, absolutely. And, like, we, we all have, like, a symbiotic relationship with, with one another. Like, if theater's making money, then we're making money to a certain degree. You know, if designers are out there working, theaters can benefit from it by providing us the space. You know, like, we, we, we know we know the, the, cir the circle of life, no pun intended, with the last Lion King bit. <laughs> um but um but yeah so i think um you know whether you know whether or how theater is or live entertainment is going to be moving forward um i i hope it it works out to be better because um you know even you know kind of going outside broadway shows i'd love to see a full product and they exist like you can buy dvd boxes of like a pink floyd concert you know like the, you know and all that jazz you know and oh I, yeah I, and I would concerts love are starting to sorry you tinted at concerts no no i'm just gonna jump yeah, the gun go here um Do concerts it. are starting to be like more filmed i feel like and filmed in prep to actually release as a dvd like i think that's part mm -hmm. of like ticket packages for some concerts is Hey, if you buy this upgrade, you'll get the DVD package like specifically specifically sent to you. Like, yeah. I mean, I had the NSYNC VHS tapes whenever from their tours, like back in the two early two thousands. VHS, what's that? 
uh, it's this archaic thing that had to deal with tape. <laughs> or, I mean, I don't, let's see. Um, I've streamed b- both Taylor Swift concerts, the one that's on Apple Music. Oh, no, mm-hmm. sorry, the past three. The one that's on Apple Music for 1989, um, Reputation, and I even went to that one, and um, the last one that she did in Paris on Hulu. Like, I mean, it's yeah. all there. Like, it's all, there is enough footage taken because everyone wants digital copy. Like, there's enough professional footage taken that we, they could put all of this together and actually end up making a killing, I feel like. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think, um, you know, like, it's it's always, you know, it's always a great incentive, especially with, like, um, how, you know, we're kind of going into, like, record deals and production companies that you know take so much of them of the artists money away you know and that the only possible form of real income they can have is going on tours you know um and selling merchandise is really their primary income in many instances um you know that's that's a great alternative and that you know and that again promotes the designers that are working it you know promotes the technicians to maybe a certain extent i don't know i don't know how the distribution works i don't i personally don't think that the technicians and designers really get any cut out of that i doubt it yeah i can't say for sure how all that works i would imagine that whatever whoever streams or whatever whoever's doing the filming i mean i'm sure there's some kind of cut in it i i'll be honest i have no idea i haven't looked into it yeah well i think you know i think it's safe to say though that you know we won't you know like one i think a really good way in all honesty to for us to avoid this kind of conversation and having to worry about you know when theater is coming back or when live entertainment back is coming back is when people wear their goddamn masks just wear your mask again just so just true. wear your mask please other, just, oh my god other countries yeah. did it so i know like, you might have other people like not from the u.s but yeah. other countries did it and guess what they're able to come back you can't listen you can't tell me that um masks are useless because covid the virus goes through the mask and still inhales but at the same time say that you can't breathe because the co2 is getting trapped inside the mask so it's either it's either the mask isn't doing anything and you can breathe right through it or um it's so good that you can't even you know inhale oxygen it it can't be both people i'm sorry it, it it cannot be both you know and i i cannot stress i have enough. that special uh, two-way I'm, mask that lets me do it that lets that happen yeah, yeah it's called a cloth it, it, it's it's just any mask any mask can do it you know i actually saw the other day somebody had like made a sheer mask like it's literally sheer it's like there's there's it's a net and it's like over their mouths and it's like it's a breathable mask i was like no no, that's a fishnet. That's a fishnet you put over your mouth. It will do literally nothing. It does The only thing nothing. that will stop you is from fish from fish coming through into your mouth. That is literally all it will do. God damn it. And now I'm like, you know, I'm turning this into a rant and let it be a rant. Uh, the fact that I'm hearing like people who are like shouting on Twitter like, I can't believe that my favorite show isn't going to be out till 2021. That's ridiculous. This is wrong. Yeah, you know what? You know what really is wrong? The production team and the designers and the technicians who are going through the same thing. They're like, wow, I'm not going to have any money for the next couple of months because people can't put on their goddamn masks. But hey, thank God you can watch Hamilton on Netflix, though or Disney Plus, you know, just FYI, FYI, every single person that's in that show, technicians, designers, actors, aren't working right now. They're sitting from home. 
I mean, just FYI. You are completely <laughs> correct there. There is no, like, you are completely correct. That is it. Yeah. Like, they're at home. Yeah. They're waiting for their next gig. Yeah. Uh, but who knows when that'll be or what it'll be. I recently, I recently got offered a gig to do a drive-in concert here in Austin. I actually don't think I'll end up taking it. Health issues here. And just Austin is a hot spot now. So I'm like, mm. Mm. I know it's drive-in, but that still means I have to coordinate with someone. Um, and who knows what that actually entails at this point. Um, but, like, it. I mean, yeah. Like, it's a... It'll be interesting to see how things, I mean, people just need to wear masks so we can all go back to normal and mm -hmm. can go and do the jobs that we've all trained and spent hours and our money into working, into perfecting and trying to be better at. I feel like I'm back in kindergarten where, like, you know, the teacher was just like, you know, like, everybody needs to all sit down so we can all go to recess. And there's still some kids that are just running around and be like, well, you're eating up your recess time for the rest of your classmates. Like, kids, sit the fuck down so we can all go outside and play recess. That's literally what we're trying to do. Like, sit down, put your mask on so we can all go outside again. It's, that is it's, exactly it's, 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 what everyone's trying to do. It's, it's madness. It's truly, it, it's unbelievable. And, oh, God, all right, and rant. I can't continue on with this. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, and with the driving concerts, yeah, that's kind of like hopping in also. Um, you know, people are slowly but surely working again. And um, often, you know, just because they, they really don't have any other choice or they literally can't, you know, even when there's work, in front of them they can't take it because to protect their loved ones or themselves you know we're we're in this situation now where you know like we're we, we either we literally have to choose to you know sign you know to make a will before we start working you know be like oh you know oh i got a gig to do this for uh, to get to do a tour finally great let me talk to my lawyer so i can set up a will Mm -hmm. You know, that's it's a real thing. That's actually happening. Just FYI to people. Um, yeah, teachers, it is. Uh, it especially is. are <laughs> mm -hmm. teachers are, are being instructed right now. Um, public school teachers are being instructed right now how to write their will due to this uh, to COVID. But yeah, so like that's kind of what the world we're we're kind of living in. And um, PSLN uh, did actually a, a survey this year and um, I'll put it in on the show notes. And 77% uh, uh, of people in our industry lost 100% of their income. 96% of companies have cut employees. 97% of 1099 workers have lost their jobs. These numbers are just insane. I mean, I know yeah. that it's because the, like, our industry requires for people to be in close quarters whether or not it's you just enjoying a concert or you're actually working a concert or you're enjoying a a show of any kind like it requires us to literally be in close quarters and that's why all of this got um or is getting like all these numbers are so high because we can't be in close quarters right now or else we'll get sick like yeah. get it it's just like these numbers are so insane and i just don't know why it, I guess like I'm more of like a selfless person where I'm like, yes, my taxes should go to help people in our, in our country. And for some reason that is a radical idea. 
but like i just don't understand these people who are like no i don't want to help the people who aren't working i'm like i guarantee you the people want to work or or okay let me rephrase that 99 percent of the people that are without work want to work especially in our industry our industry has some of the hardest working people that i know like with these numbers being so high it's not just because they don't want to work. Like It's that they want to work. And usually in our industry, it's people love their jobs and they want their jobs to come back. But they can't come back right now when there's the potential of illness and then death. And not even just death by COVID. It might be like yeah. death by something related to, like that happened because of COVID. No, you're 100% right. You know, like I, I think... Um us and our listeners, you know, can obviously go without saying that we at some point in our lives have come into work while we're sick, even though we shouldn't, you know, oh, like, I do all they, the they time. tell it, they love to tell us all the time. Like if you're sick, stay home, don't jeopardize the people. But then the, when you're actually are sick and you call them up, they're like, Hey, I'm not feeling too well. They're like, what, how can we possibly do this? This is outrageous. Oh my God, you are just so unprecedented and uh, unacceptable and you don't know how to collaborate. And you're like, what? No, I, I, I'm protecting you. No, you're fucking us. You hear me? You're fucking us. And I'm like, what? I, I, I think I have a fever. Yeah, well, you know what? People get sick every day. The show goes on. The show must go on. You've heard that saying. So, yeah. Um, you know, like, we, we, we're used to that. We're used to that um, that mindset. And now, more than ever, this is not the right mindset to have it. You know, like, it's... No, it's definitely not the... the it's, it's not. I mean, because yeah. you are carrying... You could be, even if you're not positive carrying a deadly disease to someone or even if it's not to that person it can indirectly get to someone that it is very deadly for very easily yeah yeah it's a it's a ridiculous concept um that's called um contagious (laughs) look it up on the dictionary people um but yeah so i know that we uh we kind of jumped back and forth all over these kind of issues um mainly because uh we we have feelings and we we have very strong feelings about the situation and uh we just want to be able to go back to work and we just want to be able to be honest and you know to talk about what what what's really affecting us and if you have anything that you want to share with us you know tweet at us at queerpod or hit us up on you know our our personal twitter because we'd love to hear from you guys we'd love to hear your personal story we can talk about till the cows come home about our personal experiences but um we also know that people in this industry are hurting and you uh, you know you guys are definitely no exception from that um moving forward um with that discussion um i kind of want to since we we spent a lot of time talking about survival in theater and um not all of us are able to have that kind of um safety net that maybe some people who are you know cis hetero white people might have that you know strength um some of us 
can't come home. Some of us can't come home to uh, to our parents, you know, because we can't afford the rent or anything like that. Some of us are, are having to choose between, you know, sleeping in their car, being homeless, or, you know, going back to their parents who might not necessarily, you know, um, respect their pronouns or their um, sexual or gender identity. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, the Trevor Project is a non-for-profit organization that focuses on uplifting and protecting uh, LGBTQ people from and um, provide suicide preventions. And this year, um, I now put this on the show notes as well. They actually just completed their um, their survey uh, for LGBTQ youth mental health for 2020, and this being right on the cusp of COVID, um, shouldn't come as a shock that um, things looked bad. A lot of people who, um, especially people who are non-binary and trans, a lot of them had to choose between either going back to the closet and so they could have a roof over their head or sleep in a friend's house or a car or a shelter you know and i i want to share this with you guys i want to because um hell it's in our name queer we're queer people and right now um for the last several episodes we've talked about how we as an industry have um suffered due to covid um but right now, I, I want to shift that to us, to people who are gay, lesbian, trans, queer, ace. I, I want to reach out to all of you guys because right now, especially, I know you're afraid. I know that right now, especially, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're hiding in your house right now and maybe you just maybe you just finished your first year of undergrad your first year of college and you finally figured out you know at least having a better understanding of who you were you're comfortable because you were around like-minded people who respected your pronouns or your your name even your, just simply your preferred name and then finding out in, in march that you know knowing that you're probably already dreading this but hey you know maybe you had an internship that you can you know get away from home for a little bit longer and you can at least share your pronouns with them you know and your preferred name and um that got all taken away unexpectedly and um yeah i 46 percent of lgbtq youth reported that um they needed psychological or emotional counseling professionals and they weren't able to receive it in the past 12 months 40 percent of us have responded seriously considering committing suicide in the past 12 months while more than half um, of transgender and non-binary youths have seriously considered 68 percent of youths uh, symptoms and generalized anxiety disorders in the past two weeks because of COVID and being trapped at home and being back in the closet 
while more than three in four trans and non-binary people um, were more likely to feel that way. 48% of youths were engaging in self-harm the past 12 months, including 60% of transgender and non-binary youth. We could talk about all day how this this COVID is hurting our industry or that it's cutting our paycheck or that you know, we, we, you know, we're not going to be able to see our friends over at Williamstown Theater Festival or Santa Fe Opera House. We could talk about that. We could talk about that to, you know, uh, to the cows come home. We could talk about that till we're blue in the goddamn face. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's people right now that are trying to figure out how they're going to survive the next three months, let alone the next 12 months. If they are forced to go online because of COVID and they're, they're trapped in their homes that they have to be continuously be called by their dead name or being told that they're not the gender that they preferred. We're gonna be hearing about this. They're gonna be hearing about this. Megan and I are fortunate that, you know, we, we don't, we, we, we we're older and that we have a roof over our heads and we have people that love us, that respect us. But we know that there are some people that are out there right now who are trying to figure out, you know, we talked about this in the beginning of this episode, what is our future? The fact of the matter is who gives a flying fuck about our industry right now? Who gives a flying fuck? Because right now I wanna make sure, I wanna hear that every single one of us doesn't hurt themselves and that I can talk to them again, that I can work with them again when we get back on stage. Hell, when I want to have a beer with them, that when I start teaching and that I get to see my students' faces again, because that's the shit that fucking matters. We want to talk about the fact that, oh, you know, I, <laughs> oh man, I've a, I had a chance to design Wicked uh, for this Shakespeare show. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm sorry. That sucks. But at the same time, we have people right now that are going home and, re and being in the same house as a sibling that molested them or an uncle that hurt them. This is an unprecedented circumstance that has provided little to no support to the people who are LGBT. None. And we can only rely on our friends who they will more likely than not have their own struggles. And yeah, we have grown a lot within the past 10 years. Things have gotten better. We've heard it countless and countless amount of times in commercials. Things will get better. It will get better. It will get better. But you know what? COVID's happening right now. It's not getting better. It's not going to get better three months from now. It's not going to get better six months from now. Sorry. No, yeah. it's okay. Don't don't apologize for your feelings. It's okay. <laughs> it is a stressful thing. It is a very sad thing to think about also. But everything you said is 100% on point. Like, it's not not on point. Like, it is 100% on point. Like, everyone should have a home to that they are welcomed in, no matter how they are, no matter how no matter how they identify with themselves like it should all you should always be able to be a hundred percent of how you are and unfor unfortunately 
not everyone has that as you were saying um and it's just it's it and it hurts having to go back to that and it could and it hurts like if you have to go back to that like to stay alive and it's going to be some tough choices that people have to make uh but and i i don't know how you make that choice to be honest like it's it's a very tough choice and i can't even begin to think of how you begin to make that choice yeah but um, with that being said i'm going to do a shameless plug for our discord um yes. if you need somewhere <laughs> to talk and you don't have twitter um we do have a discord server the link will be in the show notes if you just click the link you'll get added um we are obviously very friendly here and welcoming unless you don't wear a mask if you don't wear a mask well then shame on you wear one and then come into the discord um but sorry i i'm really bad at like heated moments where i try to make put in like awkward awkward punny jokes Um, (laughs) no 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 so that's where that happened um but yeah so if you need a place to talk like um like i said we have our discord server um, feel free to join it right now. It's just me and Phil. It's very lonely mm-hmm. with just the two of us. So it'd be great if other people came <laughs> in. Um, yeah. And then don't forget there are online communities out there. So like Reddit is one of my, Reddit can be like the worst place or the best place. You just have to find the right subreddits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't be scared to nope out of a subreddit if you don't like it. Because guess what? Yeah. There's another one that'll replace it and be even better. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if you ever need someone to talk to you, my Twitter is always is always open. Um, my and then Discord is also always open on my phone usually. Yeah, for sure. Um, just know that when you talk, when you want to talk to us, we are a hundred percent unqualified for it. But hey, we will be there to listen to every bit of it. Um, yeah. Uh, again, um, I'm sorry, guys, that I, I kind of went into that kind of uh, very heated discussion. Uh, I didn't even tell Megan that I was going to do that. That just kind of just happened. So, um, <laughs> so my, uh, uh, I don't apologize for uh, for what I said. I just apologize that it really just came out of left field. But this shit really matters to me, and it really gets me angry. So, um, yeah. So uh, protect, protect tra- trans lives matter. Black lives matter. Everything you know. So. Please, please, just please. Do what you can to stay alive. Do what you can. Do what it, you can. <laughs> it's very corny, but the commercials are right. It does and will get better. You just got to get, get there better. first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't really know how to segue from this at this point. Um, I think at this point is when we should probably say our goodbyes. And yes, I think so we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to y'all on the Discord and Twitter. Yes. So, Phil, why so, don't you take us out since you have this down now? Ah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> One second. Megan! Yes! Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, yeah, my Twitter. Um, at MeganWilson underscore. Again, that'll be in the show notes. My name is very hard to spell, so don't worry. Um, so, at MeganWilson underscore on Twitter inst- and Instagram. I was one of those that got them to be both the same. Um, and my website appsbymw.com is perfect and phil how dare you flex that you were able to get your instagram and twitter to be the same handle how dare you you can find me on twitter at phil Villar, and you can find me on instagram at phil underscore Villar. 
and if you'd like to see my work and see a couple more um, episodes, uh, that's also on my website at, uh, at uh, www.philipvillardesigns.com. The music is by Andrea Slim Almond, who will actually be our next guest for our show, who's not really so much a guest Yay! as has always been kind of like our third you know, pseudo host and a member of our team. So we're very excited that um, you get to, you know, you guys get to meet her because she is super hella awesome and a great sound designer. So I'm, I'm really excited. And um, uh, like I said, uh, the uh, all the information that we talked about today will be on the show notes, including the Trevor Project. And if you guys ever need to talk to somebody, if you are afraid of hurting yourself, or hurting, or, or you find out that somebody you know is vulnerable and possibly going to hurt themselves, reach out to the Trevor Project. They are an incredible resource. Share that information. They are wonderful, and they will continue on helping whatever you need up until, up, literally up until the point that you say, I'm good. Thank you for talking to me. Okay? That being said, uh, we are like episode six now, and we still have no real outro. So, talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.